Hey, thanks for joining me on Actors Anonymous. Today I'm going to talk about my acting journey, how I became an actor here in Los Angeles, California, a little about my background, and what qualifies me to uh, call myself an actor. So acting is one of the few careers that you don't need a certificate, you don't need a degree, all you need to do is book an acting job, then technically you're an actor. And when I say acting job, I don't necessarily mean a student film or uh, some guy on Craigslist's porn project. I mean a legit Hollywood production or production in any state. There's a lot of stuff going on in Atlanta, Georgia, New Orleans. There's a lot of um, incentives that save productions money. So a lot of the production is moved outside of Los Angeles. So it doesn't mean you have to be a working actor in Los Angeles. There's international productions, China, Korea, Japan. But as long as it's a paying gig and it's a legit production, if you book it, you're an actor. You don't have to have studied at Harvard Film School or been part of a Shakespearean theater group. All of that mumbo jumbo. Just book a job and you're an actor. So... That's one of the beauties of um, being an actor. You could forego the technicalities, the bureaucratic paperwork, what have you. All you need to do is have a look or have some talent or a combination thereof. And you present it in front of a camera. So we've all heard the story of the actor or actress that was discovered in a Starbucks or just walking down the street. It happens. They had a look, they had something about them that a producer or a casting director liked, got a business card, next thing you know they're on television in front of millions of people. We've all heard the story of Johnny Depp. He was a musician, a rock and roller, good buddies with Nick Cage, Nicolas Cage, who is an actor or who was an actor and he said to Johnny, hey, why don't you meet with my talent agent? I guess he saw something in Johnny and Johnny did meet with Nicolas Cage's talent agent. And next thing you know, he had an audition for Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, and he booked the part of a guy who gets sucked into a bed and he dies, and the rest is history. So things like that happen in our business. So if you want to be an actor, call yourself an actor, because you are an actor. And let's also keep in mind there's different types of acting. There's different types of production. Not everybody is going to be Daniel Day-Lewis or Al Pacino. Not everything is, is quote-unquote fine acting. We have shows like Glee and Charmed on WB and Disney shows, soap operas. You know, you have the bottom tier, no offense, of acting. And then you have the upper tier, the so-called Academy Award winning performance type stuff and then you have everything in between so they they need different characters different people for different roles and different levels of acting so also keep that in mind know your type if you are looking to get into the business know what you should shoot for know what you can get and work your way up from there if you want to do disney shows all your life that's fine too whatever whatever it is that floats your boat so because there's so many opportunities and different types needed, you know, you can do basically, you have a good chance or better chance than, than you might think. So how I became an actor, I'm a musician and I was uh, in New York City where I'm from and my music manager told me about an audition that they were holding in my hometown of Flushing, Queens 
And it was a all Korean cast for a Korean film called West 32nd Street. And John Cho was the star of the movie. It was directed by Michael Kang, who's a Korean-American director. And it's produced by Teddy Z, a Chinese gentleman who produced Hitch and the Will Smith movie with his kid, Pursuit of Happiness. So the open call for the audition was for a bit part. It was two lines. And without having had any experience or training or even a thought to doing any type of acting. Again, I'm a musician or I was a musician. I went out for the audition because we needed money for studio time. Studio time is very expensive and this part paid very well for only one day of work. And again, it was in my hometown, so it was convenient. So I went out for the audition. It was in the city, New York City, Manhattan, uh, with a casting director named Susan Shopmaker. Walked into the room, had no idea what I was doing or what I was going to do. And there sat the director, the producer, in a room with the casting director. It was very awkward. They were all staring at me. And I did what you're not supposed to do. Walked up to the director, looked him in his eye, shook his hand. Walked up to, to, to the producer, looked him in the eye, shook his hand. And said hi to the casting director who I was already familiar with from the introduction that we had previously. And then I sat down and there was a reader there. A reader is the person who reads the other part of your scene with you. They're like an assistant. And we started the scene. And I read my line. And it was a scene where I was uh, kind of a bad guy or a mean guy. So I said my line and then I gave the the reader the death stare. I was very good at that. I probably still am very good at that. I gave him the death stare. Like I, re I really looked at him like... I wanted to kill him. I gave them the look that I was going to kill him. And at that time, that wasn't very hard for me. We'll get into that later, but I gave him the death, the death stare. And he actually looked genuinely scared. And then they yelled, cut. And then they asked me to do it again. So said my line, gave him the death stare. And then he threw out an improv line where I was supposed to react and improv, but I didn't. I just stayed in my death stare because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So they said thank you, got up, again looked the director in the eye, shook his hand, looked the producer in the eye, shook his hand, and said bye to Susan. The casting director said thank you to the reader, walked out of the room, never thought about it again. Next thing you know, a few days later, my manager told me that I got the part. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know the significance of it. I didn't know that it was, it was, it wasn't easy to book stuff. You know, I just thought, hmm, okay, that's interesting. And then I went in and and on the day of the shooting, did the shoot, met the actors, met the producers. You know, met up with John Cho, and I remember John Cho after the day was over, he looked at me. I was in a scene with him, so he looked at me and said, "Hey, man, good job." And he shouldn't have said that because that made me think that I could do this. So that planted the seed. That's when I was bit by the acting bug. I said, they're paying me all of this money to say one line. I'm in and out of here in two hours. This ain't so bad. You know what I mean? Why am I doing this music thing and starving, doing open mics all over New York City for no pay on my own dime when I could be making money doing this bullshit acting thing? This shit is easy. I got this. And then... 
you know, that was that. So I went on, continued doing the music, got an independent recording contract, made an independent album, toured a little bit. And in 2010, I wound up coming out to Los Angeles for work. It was unrelated to the entertainment industry, but I came out here to work. And uh, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm in L.A., so why don't I try some acting stuff? I know I can do it. I got this, right? So I asked around, what do I have to do to become an actor? And, and the consensus was you need to join the union, the Screen Actors Guild, because once you join the union, you're able to get representation. You're able to get an agent. And then an agent is the one who's going to present you with job opportunities. Makes sense. Okay, so how do I join the union? Okay, there's two ways. You can either have a speaking part in a movie or you can get three working vouchers. They're called vouchers, which is a pay stub for working union doing extra work. So... I joined the casting, Central Casting, which is an extras uh, background agency. They hire you for extra work. You don't need any qualifications. You just take a Polaroid and you're able to do extra work. You're, you know, the people in the background that fill in, fill in the scenes for productions, television and movies. You need people, let's say it's a cafe. You need people in the cafe. You need the worker and then the patrons to make it look real. So... There's a big agency called Central Casting. I joined them and I started doing extra work. So through that, I was able to get the three union vouchers. And then I was qualified to join the union. And long story short, I joined the union and then I got an agent. And there's different ways to get an agent. And we'll talk about that later. But I got an agent and I started auditioning. And little did I know that... It is crazy hard. You walk into a room, size of a closet at times, and there's two or three strangers sitting there. You have that awkward silence. The air is stale. The vibe is cold. There's a camera pointing at you. And they're like, hi, state your name. Say your name. And it's like, okay, you ready? Ready. The reader reads the lines. And it's not like they're acting with you. They're not your friend and they're not invested in you getting the part. So it's like, hey, John, and then you say your part, blah, 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 blah. And then they read it basically like they're reading, you know, reading a book. There's no emotion in it. And then you have to act in those circumstances. And it's supremely difficult. And this is after you've sat in, you know, 405 traffic for two hours and for those of you who don't know the 405 that's the major highway here on the west side of los angeles that's always packed bumper to bumper you know and that's when i realized okay this shit ain't no joke maybe this won't be that easy and then you do that a hundred times and you never hear back then you do that another hundred times and you never hear back and then you realize, holy shit, what did I get myself into? I thought this was going to be easy. I thought I had that special thing. I thought this. I thought that. Maybe I need to learn how to act. So it's not for the faint of heart. Let's just say that. You know, when you go in 
for a job or for work, let's say you make a food delivery, you expect to get paid. If you make, if you're an Uber driver and you drive somebody from point A to point B, you get compensated. Acting is the only profession where you do not get compensated for your job. And your job is not working on set for the most part, unless you're an established actor. Your job is to audition and to do it well, at least initially. So you know you're called to Santa Monica at 3 p.m. You know you're going to be in traffic two hours each way. You know you're not going to get the part. You know, just the odds are that stacked against you. And you're so used to not getting the part. You know you're going to be in an awkward situation in a small room with three strangers who don't give a shit about you, who are just checking you off the box or fulfilling their numbers. They, sometimes they already have somebody hired in their, in, in their minds, and, but they still have to see the 50 to 100 people part of their due diligence to show the production company that they've done their job, but they already know who they're going to hire a lot of the times. That's why you see a lot of the same faces. So you go anyway, because again, it's your job. Your talent agent did their part and submitted you and, and got the audition for you. So you're actually required to go to the audition. So you go, you know you're not going to get the part. You sit in traffic, you go into that cold room, you read with the reader who doesn't care, and then it's like halfway through, thank you. And then you put on the fake smile, thank you. Have a great day. And then you walk out of the room. And then it's two hours back home waiting for the next opportunity or audition. And then do that times 100, times 500, times 1,000. If you want to be an actor, that's, what, that's what's going to happen. You know, unless you're that one out of a million person in uh, Starbucks. And that's what I did. That's what I've been doing for the past five, six, seven, eight years. And that's why so many people quit. They basically say, fuck this bullshit. Why am I doing this? Fuck these motherfuckers. Who the fuck are they telling me I'm not good enough? I prepared all night. I prepared all week. I memorized all this. I did all this research. I went to the audition dressed as the character. And you're telling me thank you? After one time of letting me read the thing? Let me do it again at least. No, that's okay. That's fine. Thank you. You know. Fuck this shit. I could be making money doing something else. Why am I doing this? Is this what being an actor is about? So... 90% of people quit is my guess. Maybe 99%. And they should. It is bullshit. You know, but the 0.01% who don't quit are the ones that you wind up seeing, are the ones who become the people, the actors. And if you think about it, Leonardo DiCaprio, Christian Bale, Miley Cyrus, whoever, you remember these people were child actors. They've been doing it for 20, 30 years before they became who they became, these celebrities, so to speak. And it shows you the odds and shows you how difficult it can be for some. So if I had known that in New York, 
I would have never came here. If I had known that when I got here, I would have never pursued it. I would have got a regular job or, or done something else. You know, but now I'm in too deep. I've already committed. I've already not trained for another career. I've already not finished my degree or master's or did whatever. Or I've already lost the five, ten years of being immersed in another career. I'm past the point of no return. So, yes, I was bit by the bug. I got the disease. And now I'm beyond a cure. Uh, what else? What else can I do? What else am I going to do? I mean, it sounds doom and gloom, and there are opportunities, especially with the internet and things like that, and, you know, things of that nature. But for the most part, the conventional way of choosing a career and then building up your resume and building up your, your stats in that field, you know, for most actors is out the window. You know, you you do whatever job provides you flexibility, bartender, waitress, waiter, you know, where you can have other people cover your shift when you get an audition or you book a job, you know, Uber driver, delivery, whatever, whatever non-committal career you can have. That's what actors do. And that's why they need that ultimate flexibility to be able to go to one, go to an audition that day if they get one, you know, so that it kind of burns the bridge for doing anything else. You know, it, it makes it more difficult to be in another career. So choose wisely if indeed this is what you want to do. You have to commit fully. You have to take that leap of faith and go all in. You know, be prepared to fail. Be prepared to take rejection. And you learn things along the way that it's not personal. Sometimes you're too fat. Sometimes you're too skinny. Sometimes you're too tall. Sometimes you're too short. Sometimes you're too light. Sometimes you're too dark. Sometimes you're too ugly. Sometimes you're too good looking. You know, every part is different. Every circumstance is different. But if you keep going, you will break through. You will get that so-called big break if you don't give up. Because, again, there's so many different parts. One of these days, the stars will align. And even if your acting that day was shit, you may still get the part. Because you happen to fit what they needed. Or you were the best fit for that part. Hopefully, you won't have to wait that long. I hope you book your first audition. I hope you book your first 10 auditions. But more than likely, that's not going to happen. You know, I hope you look like Chris Hemsworth or Margot Robbie and it's easy for you, but you probably don't. You know, most people are average looking, so you need to rely on your skills. You need need to be the best actor that you can be, whether that's trained or untrained. And whatever you have working for you, use it, hone it, know how to call on it on the drop of a dime you know and just know that this is not for the faint of heart